0: Welcome to my mommy's podcast.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Four Sigmatic. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen me mention them because I have been using and loving and Instagramming their products for years. They have an amazing instant mushroom coffee. Hear me out before you think it's weird. I know mushroom coffee doesn't sound good. It's not only the best instant coffee I've ever tried. It's also pretty high up on the list of best coffee I've tried. It's cheaper than coffee shop coffee, and it's so convenient because it's so portable and it tastes so much better. But it isn't just ordinary coffee. It has superfood mushrooms like lion's mane, cordyceps, and chaga mushrooms. And these mushrooms have some big health benefits, and especially immune benefits. I personally especially love them for the energy and the mental clarity without the jitters from traditional coffee. And did I mention how good it tastes? So I always take these instant coffee packets with me when I travel, and I also always drink it at home these days now that they have a big tin that lasts about a month, so I don't have to open a little packet every day. Some friends of ours recently traveled for three months carrying only the backpacks on their backs. And they brought an entire three-month supply of this instant coffee in their bag that had limited space. In other words, this coffee beat out a pair of jeans for how important it was to make it in the bag. It's that good. And of course, if you aren't a caffeine person, they also have a variety of mushroom teas and other products that don't have the coffee. So you can get the benefits without the caffeine. And I love them so much that I reached out and they agreed to give a discount to my listeners. So go to Forsigmatic.com forward slash wellnessmama and use the code WellnessMama to get 10% off. That's Forsigmatic F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com forward slash wellnessmama. If you're like me and you live in an area where it's sometimes hard to find any kind of specialty ingredients, especially if you're talking about organic ingredients, gluten-free foods, or allergy-friendly foods, I highly recommend that you check out Thrive Market. So Thrive is like a combination of Costco, Amazon, and Whole Foods, and here's why I say that. So like Costco, they have a yearly membership fee, and this lets you access all of their special pricing and deals. Like Amazon, they're online, and they also have very fast shipping, and it's usually free with most orders. And then, like Whole Foods, they carry high-quality foods and specialty ingredients, and especially focus on GMO-free and organic foods. So it's really been helpful to me, and I know that you're going to love it too. Um, You can also get a free jar of coconut oil with your first order. So check them out. Go to thrivemarket.com forward slash wellnessmama. Hi, and welcome to the Healthy Moms podcast. I'm Katie from wellnessmama.com. Today, I am here with someone that I've known for a really long time and whose product I absolutely love. His name is Will Revac, and his he and his wife founded a company called Aura Wellness, which our family has been buying from and using their products for a really long time. They have an amazing story of their own journey into this industry and how they created their first product. And I also have a new flagship product that I'm really excited to share with you guys today. They're happy to have uh, customers all over the world, 50 countries, and they have a no-nonsense approach to holistic oral health and a product that really works. Their mission is simple, is to help the world be a healthier, happier place and helping others smile more, which I love. And I'm excited to talk to Will today because I get quite a few questions about oral health, and I think he can provide some really good perspective on these. So, Will, thank you for being here.
0: Thank you so much for having us today, Katie. It's a pleasure.
1: It's always fun to talk. And to start, I would love if you could share kind of the journey that led you guys to get into this industry to begin with. You have a really fascinating story I'd love for everyone to hear
0: sure sure yeah to start with the kind of the long distance backstory is is great so like so many stories out there necessity was the mother of invention uh, my wife susan we're going back oh, gosh i guess 20 years now was in a dentist office and the dentist you know oh let's check you out and despite having gone to the dentist for you know her whole life had never had a what's called a periodontal depth test done And had that done and and the dentist, it got real somber in the room. I was there too. And uh, the dentist said, ooh, you know, and she basically had advanced gum disease, you know, periodontal disease. And the dentist more or less dropped a a pamphlet in her lap that was talking about the the common route for gum surgery for that condition. And my wife said, well, you know, let's let's just hold off. You know, we've always been very alternatively minded. And um, she said, I'm going to look into this on my own. And she... Ended up treating her periodontal disease at home. And over the course of a year, went back to the same dentist and and said, I'd like you to retest me for periodontal disease. And the dentist said, she's like really perplexed. And it was a woman dentist and and, uh, said, wow, I I must have mismeasured last year because you're not showing the same signs. And according to this dentist and, and just modern dental literature, Periodontal disease or advanced gum disease. There's no cure that you don't get over it It's not something that can go away And my wife's like no you didn't mismeasure I've been diligent with my home care and I'd like to tell you what I'm doing And the dentist more or less said No, I've got to go to another patient and went into the other room more or less perplexed Needless to say we didn't go back to that dentist again So that's what got us started for many, many years, family members would talk about their oral health issues and Susan would be like, hey, let me tell you what I did and share it. And I guess back in 2007, Susan and I kind of in a prayer state said, okay, God, where's our home-based business that does no harm, that's really fulfilling for us, that really helps people and we can work together. We're ready for it. Where is it? And it took about, I don't know, a year or two. We kind of looked at each other and said, maybe we should be talking about what you did with your gum disease. And that's, that's what got oral wellness going. And so on a wing and a prayer, really, we said, well, maybe other people would like to hear about this. And so started talking and here we are, you know, almost 10 years later now, and we have customers all over the world that are thrilled, happy, and their dentists are astonished.
1: Yeah. Well, and we use your brushing products as well and the toothbrushes and the brushing blend and yep. have for years and years. And we love them. And I love especially that they're small bottles and they're recyclable. They're easy to travel with. Yep. It's just an easy thing to use. Um, But let's let's back it up a little bit, too. So I feel like when I started researching this and when I found you guys, there was this whole other side of oral health that I had never really thought to even research until I found you guys and until I had a cavity that I was interested in not having filled myself. And so I think there's this whole world that people maybe don't have never had the time to understand or known that they should understand. And that's the whole side of the almost like the biome of the mouth and how you have this interaction between plaque and saliva and pH. And you explain it so well. So will you kind of give us the overview of how that works?
0: this this is a it's a fascinating story and and i'm finding that just now the blogosphere is starting to discuss this you know we call it this perfect storm for tooth decay that's it's an interplay between the the ph the balance of acid alkaline balance in the mouth sugar saliva and then the oral microbiome okay or or the the bugs in the mouth now First of all, we got to state that most of us in our culture are not aware of this I'm sure your readers or listeners listening to to your podcast are aware that This isn't all about like kill everything in sight and sterilize and that's been proven that that's not a route to health and wellness and vitality So what we're learning more and more is that it's all about being a good steward or managing what we call your your oral flora your your oral microbiome, we got to be a good conductor To the symphony in our mouths and so there's there's this whole interplay that goes on between the balance of ph and what we eat and our gut health and our gut microbiome and the oral microbiome and then of course there's this miraculous healing modality that we we joke around and say is is the solution to tooth decay and gum disease hiding in plain sight right under our nose because if we know how to utilize our saliva and it sounds kind of silly but it's so true saliva is like this total unsung hero does so much in the mouth and yet we treat it like spit and it's just kind of silly but it's so true that it normalizes ph it flushes acids from the mouth it has components in it that are part of our innate immune system that that actively knock down and fight you know disease causing bugs that might be in our mouths it's it's amazing i mean it's the main factor for remineralizing surface decay, it's a fascinating one. So that's kind of a a quick step through this relationship between pH, sugar, saliva, and plaque. One other thing I'd like to point out, Katie, if I can, for just a moment, that it's an important distinction to make. We kind of as a as a corollary to the notion or the myth that we have to kill everything in the mouth is this idea that all plaque is bad. And I want to... Help everyone understand here that the research clearly shows that actually plaque is just a natural thing and it's when the community when the the specific strains or species of certain types of bacteria are out of balance That now it becomes a disease-causing problem. So plaque can actually help our teeth stay healthy in fact plaque helps to mitigate one of the main causes that causes our enamel to go away, which is what's called acid dissolution. And so plaque forms like a buffer. It's called the pellicle, which is a very thin layer of the initial stage of plaque that shows up on our teeth within minutes after brushing. So the important distinction to make is, like we said earlier, we want to manage our oral microbiome. We want to be a good steward of this and not kill it all, but maintain it in a zone where it is helping us accomplish what we want to do, which is to have healthy, strong, vital cavity-free teeth.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, It's Unfortunately, I think it's hard to find a great dentist. You mentioned that you guys had to find a new one after Susan was able to fix her teeth. And it took me years, but we found a really good dentist who has a more holistic mindset where we live. And I'm actually really close friends with them and their family. And the husband and wife are both dentists. And I love um, they'll come over sometimes and we'll stay up so late talking about oral health, which maybe most people don't find that super exciting, but I do. (laughs) And it was really interesting because when the article came out about why flossing is not actually effective, it kind of rocked the dental world. Yep. And he wasn't shocked yep. at all. He's like, I've seen that data for years. He's like, it always blows my mind yep. that the industry holds it up as this holy grail. When he's like in reality, and he started talking about how you have this bacterial balance in your mouth. And when you do things like, um, you know, over sterilize your mouth with mouthwash and all these things and you're... Trying to kill the strep mutants bacteria that can lead to cavities, you're also unbalancing the other bacteria, and you could open up for gum disease and all these other problems. And just to hear a dentist explain it was so exciting because I know you've seen this too. There are more and more dentists coming on board yep. and looking at this holistically instead of just as a single thing that you're just trying to treat a single bacteria or a single problem in the mouth.
0: Yeah, thankfully the the community. Is being allowed really you know more and more Vanguard dentists are stepping forward saying well you know they've got to be careful because they've got a very narrow niche that they can work in and the regulatory agencies do not like them bucking the party line so they've got to be very careful and thankfully there's more and more of an acceptance in the climate now of dentistry where they can come up and say yeah the mouth actually is connected to the rest of the body and relates to the whole body and kind of obvious things to the rest of us that they haven't really been able to say for years, I feel.
1: Yeah, exactly, but yet they still have had to operate under that principle. Like I know I have friends who had heart problems as a child and whenever they get their teeth cleaned, they're supposed to take antibiotics because there is a connection between the mouth and the heart. Absolutely. So I think that's what I love so much in your writing. You guys have a blog as well on your site and you touch on how the mouth is so connected to the rest of the body. So let's just talk about that for a minute. Um, sure. For people who aren't familiar, what are some of the ways that your mouth interacts with the rest of your body?
0: Wow. Okay. Let me back up and say, neither Susan nor I are dentists. We're self-studied. We're blessed that we have a community of people, a global community that love what we do and essentially support us by appreciating our products and buying our products and find benefit from them so we can continue to research and talk to other members of the community and dentists and researchers and Stuff like that to gather information. So our background is in the Chinese longevity arts. We've been studying Tai Chi Like arts for over 30 years now. Okay, that's that's our background. So we're very holistically minded at heart so with that I'm gonna throw kind of a, a weird notion why on earth wouldn't we consider the mouth to be intricately connected to the rest of body when it is the main pathway that new stuff gets into our bodies? It's like, how do you not make that connection? And and I, I guess that's really our main job here. One of our missions is to help heal this, this mental or psychic disconnect that our culture has with our mouths. It's like, how would it not be totally connected? And so with that in place, Asking, you know, how, do, how is the mouth related to the rest of the body? Well, it is the main pathway that we bring new stuff into the whole body. So with that in mind, the oral microbiome has direct impact on the gut microbiome. And you and I both know from being in the blogosphere that, that leaky gut and intestinal permeability and gluten intolerance and autoimmune issues and all this whole slew of issues all relates to the gut microbiome which is directly linked to the oral microbiome. I mean, they're, they're they're sister microbiomes. They're not exactly the same. They have different species in them, but they're along the same path. They're the, they're the same river that flows through the body. So that's, that's a main one that I'd like to get out there. And then, I mean, then you have to look at the tons of research that show that um, things going on in the mouth impact the various different internal organs in the body. I mean, and, and seemingly... Unconnected which is the challenge for our culture because you know now we have the information like you shared like if a person Has a recognized heart condition and they're going to the dentist the dentist is required to You know make sure that they're on antibiotics to knock down any bacterial infection that runs from the mouth from the dentistry and Flow into their cardiovascular system. That's a recognized one now which ones aren't recognized well I mean, there's direct connections between oral health and neurological health. There's direct connections between oral health and gut health. We've already covered that. But then if you get a little more esoteric and get into the holistic side of things like Chinese medicine, there's a connection between all the different teeth in the mouth and all the internal organs and glandular systems and endocrine system in our bodies. So really, I believe that there's a day in the future that we will find that dentistry is not separated from medicine in general, you know, I mean we many years ago you you participated in this um, We interviewed a bunch of experts for the Healthy Mouth World Summit and and I mean since then we continue to interview experts and Share what they have to say and one general theme that always runs through the discussion is that modern medicine including dentistry over compartmentalizes health and the body because You over specialize and dive in but where's the where's the big picture umbrella person that can step back and go Hmm, that's interesting. You had a root canal two years ago and you had no signs of Let's call it what it is here. There's a common relationship between root canals and breast cancer. You have no signs of breast cancer You don't have that in your family lineage. Hmm. What's going on here and and step back and go. Well, maybe we should look at your teeth but, I mean, there's a clear connection between those two, but it's not officially recognized. So, I think that addresses your question, but, I mean, you know, I, I, that, that's a whole subject in and of itself, Katie, really. I mean, the relationship between the mouth and the health of the rest of the body is humongous. And my prayer is that for future generations that our culture will heal that disconnect and dentistry and medicine can merge once again and have this interdisciplinary approach to, to health and wellness.
1: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that the theme is that they've over-compartmentalized medicine and health because a dentist typically doesn't have training in oncology or in any other part of the body in depth, just like an oncologist who studies breast cancer wouldn't necessarily be looking for answers in the mouth. And I think that's going to hopefully, like you said, become a big thing in the future. And interestingly enough, I've been recording a lot of podcast episodes recently. And I think that the awareness is rising and that a, a lot of people talking about this, hopefully like what I can share, what you share and what other podcast guests share will help to connect those dots. Cause we've had one talking about the biome of the skin yeah. and how that contributes and how it interacts with your gut and with your mouth and with everything else. Yeah. And another talking about how even the process of birth starts the microbiome for a baby and how that affects every aspect of their life. So I feel like yeah. we're kind of on the verge and I hope that tipping point does come really soon. I think it's definitely needed.
0: It's, it's happening. I mean, we're demanding it as we all, as the public, raise the bar and say, hey, we're aware of this. And then we go to our health practitioner, dentist, physician, whatever, and say, what about this information? You know, we've got a new dentist here where we live in the, in the Hawaiian Islands and And Susan went to him and she said hey, you know, how do you feel about? Using ozone and he's like, I don't know, but he's open to it. He's receptive to it She's like well I've got some ozonated water here and after this and this I'd like to swish with the ozonated water and so the first time he went there He's like yeah, okay. No problem He was receptive and open to it the second time it was obvious that he'd done some research on it and he's like Hey, give me some of that ozonated water I'm gonna put it in one of these and I'm gonna use it right over here, too so Even though he doesn't use ozone in his dental office yet, there is this emerging acceptance that the patient or the public can come and say, I'm aware of this, here's the research to back it, time for you to step up and learn about these multidisciplinary approaches.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm encouraged, at least the several dentists I know that are younger, um, they do seem to be very open and researching on their own some yep. of these different things. And I think that's going to drive change as well from within, which is amazing to see.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: So let's talk a little bit about the differences because the products you have and the information that you have is very holistic and complementary, and explaining how to support the process that naturally occurs in your mouth and support your saliva. Um, What would conventional products, how are they in contrast to that? Because I know, like we've mentioned, um, they have a lot of other things that, like triclosan was in toothpaste at one point, um, things like that, that do disrupt the bacteria in the mouth. But there's other ways that these products can affect your mouth as well. So how would you explain that?
0: Well, so we kind of organically came up with this process that we used personally and then You know started sharing in our blog and people liked it and so we we've carried on with it we have a two-step process that we take any Product that you're going to be using in or on your body, you know We can we can extend it out to that level But since we're talking oral health here and that's kind of our our niche will we'll stay within that a product that you're going to use in or on your mouth Now here's what we want to do is is educate the listener. So you listening you'll be able to do this on your own now. You won't need Katie or, or me or whoever else to help you do this. You'll have the data, the, the system that you can use to do it on your own. It involves simply answering two questions, okay? What is the impact of this product or ingredient in the mouth? Okay, so you pause there. Let's let's talk about triclosan or microbeads or artificial flavors and colors or sodium saccharin or, or, you know, glycerin or, you know, the list is on and on. I mean, dentistry doesn't leave any Uh, leaves a lot to be hoped for in the future in their products and the reason that i feel this is the case is because they the formulators have not healed this disconnect they've not realized that what you put in your mouth goes in the whole body it's been proven i mean anybody familiar with homeopathic medicine knows that you just you don't have to swallow those little pills you put them under your tongue and they get absorbed through the cheek and gum tissue right through the mucosal tissue same thing with anything we put in our mouths but If the formulators of a product aren't aware that what you put in your mouth goes in the rest of the body, then they're going to think that it's okay to put, you know, triclosan or whatever else in the mouth. As long as you rinse and spit, you're okay and call it good. So here's the two-step process. What's the impact of the product or ingredient in the mouth? And once you have that answered, then you just go downstream. What's the impact of this product or ingredient downstream in the rest of the body? So are you okay if we talk a little bit about fluoride here? I mean, that's a kind of an awesome Obvious one.
1: Absolutely. That was on my list of questions. So yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay So fluoride is kind of the elephant in the living room in dentistry that has arguments on both sides and And the tough thing for the public is who are we to believe? You know, you've got people like you and I and many others screaming from the rooftop saying don't use fluoride and yet you have Extremely intelligent and people with tons of degrees and money behind them saying use fluoride So who's right? And it's what we have to do is get beyond the simplistic notion of right and wrong It's not right and wrong. It's simply a matter of from what level are we looking if we're looking strictly in the mouth and we are thinking that the mouth is this isolated entity that that isn't you know, at the beginning of the headwaters to, to the rest of the body as far as the microbiomes, then one can rationalize using fluoride because, I mean, it's, you know, it well, I mean, straight out of the CDC, fluoride enhances remineralization of weakened regions of the teeth before they evolve into what we know as a cavity. It inhibits further demineralization to resist future decay, and it destroys the enzymes of bacteria responsible for tooth decay. Okay, doesn't sound that bad. I mean, destroy, I don't like using that type of terminology. But managing the microbiome in the mouth, if it's out of balance, sometimes requires that we knock down the numbers. And I believe that that's okay to do, provided that we do so in a way that is not undermining our bigger intent, which is to achieve whole body health and wellness. So that's really where a lot of products hang up, is you can look at a product going back to our, are simple two-step questions. What's the impact of fluoride in the mouth? Well, that's the impact. Okay. It kills bad bugs. You know, it, it does disrupt the, the oral microbiome and it in theory does help to make the teeth harder and more resistant to decay. The research on that is uh, pretty questionable in my opinion. Um, there Dentists that that we follow, mentors of ours, say, you know, having harder teeth really isn't the answer because it makes them more brittle and prone to cracking, um, which I think that there's quite a bit of merit to their arguments. Um, The thing that really hung me up with, with fluoride is, in the mouth at least, is that the compound that fluoride makes when it touches our teeth to make them harder and more resistant to decay isn't what our teeth are naturally made of. So that was kind of, that kind of messed it up for me. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, wait. It creates a new compound on the surface of the tooth that is harder and therefore maybe more brittle, but it, it's not natural. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just flat out not natural. That's, that's my bugger about it. But then if we take it to the next level, it really, fluoride goes out the window. What is the impact of the product ingredient downstream in the rest of the body? Well, okay, again, I'm not gonna throw it under the bus hard, but, you know, I mean, The Lancet, that's that's the prestigious medical journal out of Britain, uh, recently published an article that classified fluoride as a neurotoxin. That's kind of a problem for me, <laughs> because if I'm taking a neurotoxin in my mouth that is relatively close to my brain and the rest of my neurology, I think that's a problem. To add to the evidence, a recent Harvard study showed a connection between fluoride and lower IQ in children. So that kind of throws it out for me. And the good news is fluoride isn't the only compound or the only, in this case, mineral on the planet that helps us to resist tooth decay. So it's really kind of a moot issue for me because we don't have to use fluoride to protect against tooth decay. And we can use other things that, oh, what do we know, aren't neurotoxic and you know cause lower IQ in children. So um, that's kind of how we go about assessing any ingredient in the mouth, whether it's fluoride or triclosan or, you know, you name it. It's just, you know, what's the effect in the mouth? What's the effect downstream? And take a look at the research because it's out there and anybody can shake down the details then. And then you get down to a point where you're like, what can I use? And that's, that's what helped us birth oral wellness because again, necessity was the mother of invention. We didn't have anything to brush with after we had done the research. We're like, okay, time to create something. So it went back to the drawing board and and formulated what's now known as our healthy mouth blend.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I didn't—I don't know if I actually knew that it, fluoride creates an entirely new compound in the mouth. Yeah. But that makes perfect sense. And to tie in like the whole body concept, Dr. Kate Shanahan, who authored Deep Nutrition, which ironically she talks a lot about bone structure and oral health in there as well. Yep. Um, but she says all these vegetable oils that we've artificially created and that we now consume—they create. These new compounds in our body, because our body has to use what we give it, yep. and that it actually alters our cells in our skin and in our tissue, yep. and that's one of her theories about why we're seeing high rates of cancer and other problems as well. So it makes sense yeah. that you're using something that the body doesn't recognize; it could have an, a negative impact.
0: Yeah, and we don't know the long term. You know, that uh, Kate is one of our heroes, and she talks about the, the the zombie oils that go out and convert other oils to be bad oils. That's, that's she's she's phenomenal.
1: She is. And you mentioned something in passing that I would love for you to touch on a little bit. You mentioned glycerin because that is one of the common ingredients in the quote-unquote natural oral health products to replace the ones that do have the more serious ingredients. But uh, at least from the research I've done, there are some serious things you may want to consider before using glycerin as well. Is that right?
0: Yeah. There was a research from a chemist several years ago that really purported this this information and I'd I'd love more research to be done on this so that we just have more data behind it but glycerin is is a component of soap okay it's this part of the soap making process it's a component of soap and as such the research suggests that it coats the teeth and that can be a problem um, if we think about it okay our teeth are exposed bone right the, the enamel surface is there And You know, we have what we talked about that bacterial layer on it if we manage it well that helps to buffer and protect our enamel from um, One of the major problems which causes our teeth to break down which is called acid dissolution if you take it You know how many of us let's go back to our childhood days and you you take the wishbone out of the turkey, right? Have you ever soaked it in vinegar? Yeah for a couple days and it gets all rubbery why well because The vinegar, the acids, have leached the minerals out of the bone and made it really soft. They've lost their structural integrity. The bone structure there, the bone matrix, has lost its structural integrity. That's acid dissolution at its finest. It's a great example of it. So our teeth, our enamel, breaks down to acid dissolution unless we have protective mechanisms there. That's like what saliva is for. That's what that initial layer, that healthy layer of plaque is there for. But we don't want to put like a varnish on our teeth, which this is what the research suggests that that glycerin does by applying it every day through toothpaste. It creates a real thick like a car wax on our teeth. And then it inhibits one of the main ways that our teeth remineralize, which is by interacting with saliva, because saliva is really rich with the uh, minerals necessary to remineralize the, the lost enamel. And so having car wax on your teeth, and that's kind of a, a harsh analogy, but having car wax on your teeth um, is going to inhibit that saliva's capability of restoring enamel that has been lost due to acid dissolution.
1: That explains it really well. Thank you for delving sure. into that. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Four Sigmatic. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen me mention them because I have been using and loving and Instagramming their products for years. They have an amazing instant mushroom coffee. Hear me out before you think it's weird. I know mushroom coffee doesn't sound good. It's not only the best instant coffee I've ever tried. It's also pretty high up on the list of best coffee I've tried. It's cheaper than coffee shop coffee and it's so convenient because it's so portable and it tastes so much better. But it isn't just ordinary coffee. It has superfood mushrooms like lion's mane, cordyceps, and chaga mushrooms. And these mushrooms have some big health benefits and especially immune benefits. I personally, especially love them for the energy and the mental clarity without the jitters from traditional coffee. And did I mention how good it tastes? So I always take these instant coffee packets with me when I travel. And I also always drink it at home these days now that they have a big tin that lasts about a month. So I don't have to open a little packet every day. Some friends of ours recently traveled for three months carrying only the backpacks on their backs and they brought an entire three month supply of this instant coffee in their bag that had limited space. In other words, this coffee beat out a pair of jeans for how important it was to make it in the bag. It's that good. And of course, if you aren't a caffeine person, they also have a variety of mushroom teas and other products that don't have the coffee. So you can get the benefits without the caffeine. And I love them so much that I reached out and they agreed to give a discount to my listeners. So go to foursigmatic.com forward slash wellnessmama and use the code wellnessmama to get 10% off. That's foursigmatic, dot com forward slash wellnessmama. If you're like me, and you live in an area where it's sometimes hard to find any kind of specialty ingredients, especially if you're talking about organic ingredients, gluten-free foods or allergy-friendly foods, I highly recommend that you check out Thrive Market. So Thrive is like a combination of Costco, Amazon, and Whole Foods, and here's why I say that. So like Costco, they have a yearly membership fee, and this lets you access all of their special pricing and deals. Like Amazon, they're online, and they also have very fast shipping, and it's usually free with most orders. And then, like Whole Foods, they carry high-quality foods and specialty ingredients, and especially focus on GMO-free and organic foods. So it's really been helpful to me, and I know that you're gonna love it too. Um, You can also get a free jar of coconut oil with your first order. So check them out. Go to thrivemarket.com forward slash wellnessmama. To switch gears a little bit, because I definitely want to make sure we have enough time to talk about remineralization. This is something I wrote about years ago and that you and I have talked about a whole lot. And it's the reason I'm so excited about your new product, because it's a specific solution for that. And I know that you've answered comments on my blog before. Um, it, I've seen you in the comment section. And I know that you have a, a heart for helping people to heal, like, to heal their teeth and to have products that do that. So talk about the new product and how remineralization works and then how you're supporting that.
0: Sure. Powder. Sure. So about three, little over three years ago, you know, we, again, we're self-studied, and we just put put our attention towards things that our community says, "Hey, Will and Susan, what do you guys think of this?" Or you know, and so we realized we really needed to dive into the the subject of of decay and remineralization, just to understand how it all works. Hopefully, with the notion to to come up with some solutions to to assist our community and and how to navigate that. So here's a really broad brushstroke through this, okay. In order to effectively reverse the decay process, we have to approach decay both locally, that's what we mean by in the mouth, and globally from a whole body perspective. And you and I both are well aware of the research of the past of Weston Price and all the other legion of, of crusaders out there and health researchers and vanguards who helped us have the data now that what's going on in the mouth is a whole body subject. Dietary strategies are critical to remineralize tooth decay. There's no question about that. Um, We have to provide our bodies enough of the right foods while reducing the foods that inhibit our ability to remineralize. Also, we have to address the microbiome and the gut health, and we've already touched on that. Here's the thing, though. Okay, we can also address this in the mouth. You know, saliva plays a role, acid dissolution. What we have in the mouth has a big impact on whether we can remineralize our teeth and stop tooth decay for good. So, here's what some of our research uncovered. The decay process in the mouth is a fascinating one. What we found is that initial decay, what what a dentist would call a white spot lesion, occurs before there's a full-blown cavity. In other words, before there's a crater and a hole in the tooth, there's a generalized region of demineralization. Now, here's the fascinating part. It happens under the surface. So specific bugs, like you mentioned, strep mutans is, is the main bug implicated with tooth decay, gets over-proliferated in the, in the oral microbiome, in the oral flora, and begins to work its way under the surface, because the, the surface of the tooth is a porous surface. There's holes all over it, even though our teeth feel smooth. They're very, very tiny holes. And so strep mutans works its way down in and starts to colonize regions under the surface of enamel. And create these pockets of demineralized tissue they, they just break it down more and more and so after researching this we're like okay what how do we get minerals that are necessary how can we how can we utilize this structure how can you utilize strep mutans to our benefit and and I believe we've come up with a very novel way to go about this but before I get into, let me back up so strep mutans through its process of living creates acids as waste that then dissolve the minerals, mainly calcium and phosphorus, from the structure of our tooth, just like the wishbone in vinegar, and weaken our teeth to decay. And that process just continues. Okay. So the game is to get the right minerals in the right combination at the right particle size to where they're needed to remineralize the the tissue. Okay. Because it's literally just... Um how do I put this two structures fascinating to me and I, I it's funny you know you mentioned several minutes ago the idea of you, know, you enjoy geeking out with your dentist friends I never would have thought that I'd find myself way too late for my adrenal health to be reading old dental journals but here I am <laughs> in, in a position like fascinated with the subject because we have people that turn to us and say we want to hear what you guys have to say, and it's it's a fascinating way to contribute to the betterment of the lives of those people. And so, to dive into this subject, and to you know, I have dental journals from way back that, you know, you know, you know, going into old books, you you get information that's very very different than than you know the the standard information that's more or less regurgitated in in conventional journals these days. So what I found is this: calcium and phosphorus breakdown under the surface, get removed, get liberated from the tooth, and then it gets weaker and weaker and weaker until ultimately the surface enamel gets broken down as well. And now we have what's called a full-blown, what we would call in our public eye as as a cavity. Okay. But at first it's a white spot lesion. They're still covered. It's demineralized underneath, but the cavity hasn't caved in yet. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that does.
0: Okay. So Here's what we found. Our teeth are made of calcium and phosphorus in a structure, in a crystalline structure that's called hydroxyapatite. Now, that's a fancy word. All it means is calcium and phosphorus in a specific ratio with a little bit of oxygen and hydrogen with a hydroxy, on, hydroxy ion attached to it. So that's hydroxyapatite. That's what our bones, that's what our teeth are made out of. It's like 98% of our tooth structure is hydroxyapatite with a little bit of organic proteins in there as well and water. So the game is to get the appropriate minerals in the right combination. It's like, you know, we wrote a blog recently talking about You know making a pie we're writing it over the holiday time and talking about making a pumpkin pie and okay So we're gonna make a pumpkin pie, but all we have is is some apples, you know Can we make a pumpkin pie? Well, no, of course, and the same thing goes with remineralizing our teeth We have to provide our teeth the minerals necessary that our teeth are made of right kind of common sense and Then in the right combination in the right particle size, so our teeth can uptake the minerals Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. So the last piece to the puzzle that we had to solve was how do we get these minerals under the surface into these decayed regions? And for this, I'm, I'm really, really grateful to other researchers out there. Dr. Ellie Phillips of Zellie's Xylitol Products helped us to realize this piece of the puzzle. And the game is this. Okay, we're going to do a little microbial ninja work here, if you will. So here's what we're going to do. Strep mutans working under the surface of this surface enamel demineralizing that that white spot lesion creating the demineralization before the cavity right that causes the cavity they still have these tubes up to the surface to get food okay they're kind of like oh how would i describe that um just like a little pathway that they maintain because they still need to get food from our saliva from 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 the mouth down into that demineralized region to feed their colonized demineralization effort going on under the surface there. So there's a supply chain, if you will, up to the surface. So we utilize xylitol because xylitol is a sugar, but it's a different sugar in that it doesn't feed these bugs, but the bugs recognize it as food and they uptake it. So we we utilize that as the as the novel strategy to get the minerals in our product down into these demineralized regions so that it can remineralize the the decay under the surface we don't want to wait until it's a full-blown cavity right we want to we want to remineralize these surfaces these these regions before it's a full-blown cavity if possible because then you've got the full tooth structure there and it's just way easier to care for for the rest of the life so that's kind of i know i jumped all over there but that's kind of a, a runaround as far as how we how we thought through making shine
1: yeah, that's really helpful because I think that's an area that there's not a lot of support for right now. And a lot of, even a lot of dentists will say that it's not possible to remineralize a tooth at all. And I've had someone on the podcast, a dentist before who would argue with that. But understanding your point that the earlier, obviously that you can stop the problem, the less work you have to do, um, and also how to actually address it in a way that is based in science and that supports the mouth. That's so helpful, I think, to a lot of people.
0: Yeah. You know, I think that dentistry knows what dentistry knows and they're taught only so much. You know, they, they can't learn everything unless they continue their research, unless they're a life learner and continue their research outside. And they're they're more or less victims of the dental schools and, and the the curriculum and the and the propaganda that they're gonna be taught there. So I I really don't blame dentistry. That the damage that's done really, unfortunately, is when a dentist utilizes their position of expertise in a stance Against research that they don't know that's that's a slippery one then
1: Right. I would echo that especially I think that like doctors. I always say this I think that the majority of people become doctors and dentists and originally because they really do have a a desire to help people and they truly do want to make a difference but also they have to have the humility to consider that perhaps what they were taught could have changed or could have been wrong or that we have a deeper understanding at some point. Right. And I think that's when I get frustrated is when they kind of hang on to what they were taught in school um, but don't consider that perhaps it was wrong. I know when I posted the article um, that was widely, it was published in the New York Times and HuffPost and a lot of places about why flossing is not effective. Yeah. I had a whole range, especially of dental hygienists, who got really mad in the comments. And they said, this is wrong, absolutely not. I went to school for this, I learned this. And my point to them was I understand, and I understand for one that you're super, you're, you want to protect people and make sure they have good oral health, but you have to consider for a second that perhaps what you were taught in school could be wrong.
0: Right, right. And I think
1: that's, and there are, there are so many good dentists out there who are doing that and that's so encouraging to me.
0: It is, it is. And you know, I mean that, that whole flossing thing, that was quite a, you know, we got a bunch of, you know, questions about that too, because I mean, we we actually still promote something that we have coined the term of conscious flossing. But really, we have to back up and say, "Okay, help me out here, Katie. It, it seems to me that, I mean, in this day and age, you know, it's all about keeping your message shorter and shorter and shorter, so that you can grasp it and understand it in less time. Because you know, we are are such a habit now society, and it seems like it, the trend is not slowing down. But if we're going to talk about flossing, for example, or brushing your teeth, or you know, anything really." We have to talk about it in a little more detail. Like, can we throw flossing under the bus? When I when I researched all the evidence there that they talked about, the main argument that those articles were referencing, in my opinion, was the stance that dentistry has taken, by and large, is that flossing helps to reduce decay between the teeth.
1: Right, it well, stops cavities. Right, that yeah. was
0: totally debunked a long time ago. Right. right. But does that mean that we should not floss? Well, that's where I argue, because if we look at a study that Oh gosh it was done in 2006. I believe it was a it was a study about lifestyle and it was related to to oral health and and cardiovascular disease. They took 300 people that all had biomarkers from their blood of C-reactive protein levels as the biomarker that is actually a better judgment of whether a person is at risk of heart disease than than blood cholesterol is. And they took all these people, 300 of them had high CRP levels. Okay, they had high markers, so they were at risk of heart disease. Okay, and they said, all right, what all, all we want you to do, we're not going to change your diet, we're not going to change anything else, we just want you to floss at least once every other day. Okay, just consistently floss, so three, four times a week, floss. And in six months' time, they tested them, and every single one, their C-reactive protein levels were down within normal ranges. So in conventional medical Um, diagnostics, they were no longer at risk of heart disease. But the researchers didn't stop there. The researchers turned it around and said, okay, now stop flossing. Thank God they did this. Stop flossing. And all the markers went back up. So, you know, when I read that research, the person who wrote the article was like, well, that doesn't prove a causal relationship. And, you know, I get that, that, you know, correlation does not equal causation. However, Doesn't it warrant a little bit more looking when something like that is so conclusively suggestive of a causal relationship there? It's enough for me to be like, well, I still floss, but I floss consciously and I'm not doing it to reduce tooth decay. I'm doing it to manage my oral flora. I'm doing it to be a good conductor of the symphony of the bugs in my mouth so that I keep them in the balance that I want to help me maintain optimal oral health.
1: Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's where all the confusion stemmed. And I, of course, was never saying either that you shouldn't floss, but it was interesting because that was the reaction largely from the dental community was, yeah, we'll tell that to all the people in our office who have cavities. And I'm like, but you, you missed the point of the study, which is that it doesn't affect cavities. That doesn't mean it's not important. (laughs) And obviously it's still great for getting things out from between your teeth. And maybe there are some bigger and more important implications, but to deny that it, like the research was pretty conclusive Absolutely. that it does not have a direct impact on cavities and they were clinging to that like it did. Oh yeah I was like you guys missed a big opportunity to educate people on the other reasons they should be flossing yep. instead of clinging to that one and and when there was science to contradict it.
0: Yeah, it really, I, I I followed, you know, we, we read your stuff and I, I enjoyed. it. I'm like, ooh, Katie's going to get some backlash for this one because you, you definitely slaughtered a sacred calf there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but I think, and I think you would agree that if there are times when it's important to shed light on some things, especially when they rev, they go against social norms, Absolutely. when those social norms are incorrect and it, to hopefully, like I know you always do, to do it in a kind way and in a positive way, but in a way that still challenges right. us to move forward. Totally. Absolutely. So, um tell people a little bit more about how they can find out about this tooth powder and how to get it because I sure. know some people may be really interested in that.
0: Sure. So, so the the product is called Oral Wellness Shine and it's a remineralizing and tooth whitening powder. You know, our primary focus was to facilitate Getting the appropriate minerals, the right minerals, like we've said, in the right combination, the right particle size to a demineralized region. So it's utilizing three different remineralization strategies that are naturally occurring in the mouth to help remineralize decay. And in- interestingly, to not just remineralize existing c- decay, d- but to also protect against future decay. Now, since we talked about this a little bit, hydroxyapatite is that compound that our teeth are made out of. And when we put fluoride on our teeth, then the fluoride interacts with the calcium and phosphorus in our saliva and creates what's called fluorapatite. So it's a, it's a sister compound, but it's got fluoride in there instead of the oxygen and hydrogen. And it's slightly different, obviously. So that's kind of brings it full circle and how fluoride actually does create a a different compound in the mouth than what is naturally there on its own so oral wellness shine what we did was we said we've got to be able to put these minerals in the right spot we've got to have them in the right particle size how do we do that well we realized that the main way to do that is to it's kind of like you know this is a lot of our research is like very holistic very kind of how do i put it just because something is common you know doesn't mean it's normal so we stop and think outside the box a lot and so we said well okay our teeth are made of bone essentially so what we did is we sourced a very clean source from new zealand of bovine bone powder of a tiny tiny particle size so that the saliva could take it up into solution and then mixing that with xylitol and other components in oral wellness shine be taken down into the demineralized region through that supply chain by strep mutans. That's, that's the novel solution. And that's why it works so well. So, I mean, we've got, you know, that that was the dream of like, gosh, it should work. And, you know, there's actually plenty of research out there that shows that hydroxyapatite is an extremely effective um, remineralization remineralizing agent on our teeth. In fact, some studies even go so far as to say that it works as good or even better than fluoride on the teeth for remineralizing existing decay, which is fascinating and huge for us. So yeah, I mean, anybody who wants to read more literature and research on it, they can definitely come over to our our site. I'd like to offer your listeners, if you're cool with it, um, we've created a free ebook just to kind of bring more light to this information. Uh, it's called how to reverse tooth decay and remineralize your teeth and it essentially lays out in greater detail the various pieces of the puzzle that we have found to positively impact our ability to stop and reverse tooth decay so it covers dietary factors it covers lifestyle factors it covers oral hygiene habits it just teaches about tooth decay how it happens we tried to keep it as short as possible and it's like I don't know 18 17 pages long so it's not huge it's a book it's an ebook and anyone interested you can have it for free. And check it out. We'll we'll definitely provide you with a link for that, Katie. Um, And of course, Oral Wellness Shine is very effective. I mean, we've got feedback already from our customers, some of them very, (laughs) how do I put it, very skeptical. You know, we have one customer who's a doctor who wrote us and he said, well, you know, our dentist is telling us that apparently The cavities are remineralizing in our teenager's mouth. So he didn't want to come out real excitedly and say, hey, guys, this is working because he's a doctor and he's not really sure how this is happening. And he's got to, you know, but but had to admit that, wow, it it is working.
1: That's awesome.
0: And it makes sense that it would.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'll make sure to include the link both to the free guide and also to Shine in the show notes for anyone who's listening or um, wellnessmama.com forward slash go forward slash Shine will also take you there if you're just on your phone. Um, make sure that people can find it. I know our family is really excited about it. And uh, even though we don't currently have any cavities, we just found out for sure thanks to our dentist friend. But I'm happy to have a little more extra insurance to not have any in the future. Because as you can imagine with a lot of kids, cavities would also get very expensive very quickly. <laughs>
0: yeah, no kidding. Huh? And, <laughs> and what I find is as kids age, they start taking on more of their own dietary habits. So, you know, we can instill good habits in them at childhood, but eventually the kid's going to go out and experiment. And as they take in, it will point the finger at the main culprit, in my opinion, more sugar, um, then that's going to impact their oral health. And so just to have a little bit more, like you say, a little bit more insurance there to protect them as they, you know, explore other dietary choices before they come back home and and stick with what we all know works well.
1: Absolutely. I think we're not quite there yet. Our oldest is 10 and he's actually really careful about eating healthy and he loves a lot of healthy foods, but I have a feeling that the teenage years might bring those changes. So I'm glad to have it. And I'm of course, glad to have you guys as a resource as well.
0: Oh, absolutely. Well, we love you. And we've always appreciated working together and it's just so much fun to, you know, I'm sure you would agree that it's so much fun to be doing your work. Your life's calling what you feel you've been put here to be doing and then look around and be like, Hey, there's Katie. She's doing it too. Let's join arms and, and work together. And share each other's messages. It's just so, it's refreshing.
1: Yeah, so much. And especially I love that you guys always come from the positive side and that you don't ever like to speak negatively about anyone. And I think you're in an area where there can be so much controversy and so much anger and different opinions. And you guys always approach it from a very positive, respectful way, which is, of course, one of the many reasons I love you guys and love reading your stuff. So I really appreciate that. And of course, appreciate your time being here and appreciate Susan. I know she does a lot of work behind the scenes and um, wasn't on today, but love her too.
0: Yeah. And you know, I I think that your point there, the reason that we thank you for acknowledging that. And the reason that we choose to not speak poison is it kind of brings us back to kind of a, a holistic oral health wrap up here on a lifestyle basis we have controls of our mouths we can let the words out of our mouths that we choose to let out of our mouths and call me crazy or maybe overly simplistic but i believe that we're asking a lot of our diet or our oral health products or whatever to have optimal oral health if we're going to be spitting poison out into the world with our with our words so that's really why we do what we do it's this kind of selfish selfless motive it helps other people it makes the world a happier healthier place because lord knows we don't need any more negativity in the world right so let's just stay on the positive side and speak those words because a it's healthier for me and it's healthier for you and all of us so you know when we can create a win-win-win situation like that we're all over it
1: Absolutely. I don't think anyone ever regrets being kind to someone else.
0: Well put. Well put.
1: Exactly. Well, thank you so much for your time. I want to respect it, but I appreciate you sharing your wisdom and I'll make sure to link to everything we talked about. I know we covered a lot. And so I'll make sure that they can find all of those resources you mentioned.
0: Awesome, Katie. Thanks so much for having us.
1: Thanks for being here. And thanks to all of you for listening. And I will see you next time on the Healthy Moms Podcast.